Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Is that what it is today? It's Memorial Day, right? Um, nope. It's next oh. Monday. <laughs> oh, happy Memorial Day uh, a week early. Why did I think today was Memorial Day? I don't know, but it's coming up. It's happening next week. Everybody, guys, it's May. It's the end of May. It's Memorial Day weekend. I hope you have some fun plans out there happening for y'all. That's right. I was telling Avril just, just briefly before we started recording is that... I am uh, recovering from just a weekend of fun. Yeah. And which is so nice, right? It's good to have those things. Everyone deserves it. We deserve it, right? <laughs> yes, we do. You got to go out of town, right? I did. That is my ROM. No, actually, let's see. My ROM of the week. <laughs> is it a ROM? Should I tell you? Okay, so on our trip out, we went we went out to celebrate a friend's birthday uh, a couple hours away. And my sister-in-law, I love you, who watched our kids. It's like I felt so comfortable. It was great, you know, having yeah. a family person, you know, member, like watching the kids. So we were able to spend the night and out. And after this, my crime, I'll tell you my crime first. Okay. So my crime is, uh, it's just not a real crime, but it's a crime to me. I went on a pub crawl as an adult. Oh, Aberyn. wow. <laughs> And as a, as a former bartender, mm-hmm. this is, it was medium hard for me to, to deal because if I was the bartender where a pub crawl comes in, it's just fast and furious. And you're like, holy shit. It's actually, it, there are worse things. There yeah, Santa Con. Santa Con, <laughs> 100%. So, you know, you go into a bar, you order a drink. It's, it was like, you know, 50 people. It was pretty intense. Wow. And we went, we went to like 10 places. I, the crime is against my body. I was, I'm like, I feel wrecked. Like everything. Oh. We walked like 20,000 steps. I'm not even kidding. And at Good the end you. of the night, I carried a sweet person home. Was not my husband. He was still out because he's one of those people who was like, I'm going to be there. He was like, I'm hanging out with the birthday boy till the end. And so hours later, he came home and this is my crime or this is my, this is my ROM, but it's kind of like, I'm sorry for my family members who are listening to this, but I just <laughs> had to bring this up. So we're, you know, 
sleeping and he has his like arm on me and he moves it. I'm like, no, put that back. Cause you know, you get used to something. I'm like, mm-hmm. put your arm back. I need it to be there before I fall asleep. And he's like, oh wait, did you, did you want to go to bone town tonight? And I was oh. like, I'm sorry. What? And I laughed so hard, but I was like, no, I no, mm-mm, not that way. But I was thinking, I thought it was so fun. He'd been holding that line in his back pocket, waiting yep. to say it to me. I'm like, want to go to bone town tonight? Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's 3am. We just walked 20,000 steps. I'm tipsy I've been just, beyond. just dying to visit bone town yeah right now yeah in the middle of the night. maybe i can get my tickets for later though thank you so much he's the next day he was like yeah i did i was holding in onto that one yeah i'm, I'm like been, I've if you really that in my back pocket <laughs> if you really wanted to go to bone town let's be honest there's other there's other ways to get there yeah much there's easier. sexier ways yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about you Ab, how was your well i weirdly just was reading um, Modern Love in the New York Times. Oh, yeah. And so I decided that I would share one of those as my ROM. Ooh, I love so it. So this is the sweet story of this woman who lives in Shanghai, and she and her husband have been, you know, they've been back in lockdown oh, there. Yes. And so this the lockdown that started this all was like the day before her husband's birthday. So she managed to, before, she went out and she got two packets of their favorite, like, Swiss chocolate. And gave it to him for his birthday. And their birthdays are five weeks apart. And lockdown has gone on that long. But he secretly saved one of the boxes of chocolate oh. and kept it and then gave it to her on her birthday. So that because they can't go out and get stuff. Right. That is so crazy. I thought I thought that was sweet and romantic. And, and then also like, you know, it sucks to be in lockdown that long. Five weeks is a long ass time. Wow. Um, we all know because we were all in lockdown for like six months yeah. a couple years back um and then i guess my crime let's see <laughs> i didn't have any crimes committed against me i did start watching a crime like a, a crime show on netflix called the lincoln lawyer they turned it into a series oh. nev campbell's in it oh. um the main actor whose name i don't know is is awesome anyway that's a crime show if you're interested i think in that's crime. great Aver- yeah. absolutely you can always you know, peddle crime your crime show shows. I love it. Can always be my crime. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's exciting. Are, that's my rom and my crime. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch. Um, also, I will mention this every podcast I'm on. I am reading. This is just a side note. I am reading Viola Davis's book right now. Oh. Holy shiitake mushrooms, people. It is so good. She is an amazing human being who has overcome a ton of stuff. But like just the she writes so beautifully. It's I just recommend it. I will say Absolutely. there's definitely moments where I'm like done listening because I'm listening to it. Let's be honest. I'm not really reading it. Um, mm-hmm. Where I'm like, oof, I need to do something funny because it's, it's some of it's very, very dark. Okay. All right. Well, I will. Uh, does she narrate her own book? She I would does. Assume? Yes. All right. That's a that's one that you definitely want to listen to. And that's to, my favorite. Like, yeah. The author. Yeah. She's great. Oh, I just All right, I'll love check her. That and out. she talks acting stuff too. So mm-hmm. that's really fun. So guys. Yes. We're doing something different. We are doing sort of two rom-coms. Essentially one from 1999 and then it's reboot from 2021. Yeah. So Malika, we're kind of smushing two rom-coms together. That's right. We're smushing the shit out of two rom-coms. You guys want to know what they are? He and she are all that. <laughs> so she's all that was the 1999 version with Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel E. Cook or whatever her name is. And I don't know if you've watched that one recently. I mean, I, no, no, I, I did not revisit. I feel like I saw it more yeah. than once back yep. when it came out. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I know the vibe of that film. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. It, is, it doesn't hold up as much. I was like, is this like a caricature 
of a yeah, caricature. I, <laughs> I mean, it was, but I enjoyed it. So first, let me let me tell you the premise, right? Both of the so it's he's all that and she's all that. So he's all that is the new one, and that is on Netflix, and it is uh, it stars. Oh gosh, her name is. I'm gonna tell you right now because she is a social media influencer. It's Addison uh, Ray, right? Thank like the big you. TikTok I love star. that you know. I don't even know. Yes, it's Addison. Oh, well, Ray. I told you that my my husband works in a building where a bunch of TikTok people oh. live. So even though I don't understand the TikTok or the how TikTok. it works, yeah. I know a lot of the names of the people. <laughs> yes. So it's Addison Ray. It's also Tanner Buchanan who is on uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, he's like a troublemaker, but then he's not a troublemaker. But he's a troublemaker, mm. and it does have little pops of Rachel E. Cook and. Oh. And what's his, the other guy who... Freddie Prince Jr.? Not Freddie Prince, no, but Matthew Lillard, who was... The king of caricatures of caricatures. <laughs> he's the one from Scream. He, you got me deep. You got me deep. That's, yeah. that's all I can think of from him. <laughs> I will say these movies are essentially both about popular people who have everything going for them. They're the best. But then when someone breaks up with them, somehow a bet ensues where they're asked to make loser unfortunately is the way they're like let's make a loser popular in that making them a prom king or queen in this instance yeah, yeah. so she's all that is about a high school's hotshot zach seiler and he's the envy of his peers but his popularity declines sharply when his cheerleader girlfriend taylor leaves him for sleazy reality television star brock hudson desperate to revive his fading reputation seiler agrees to a seemingly impossible challenge he has six weeks to gain the trust of nerdy outcast Lainey boggs and help her become the school next prom queen oh okay instead of his girlfriend who yeah is also wanting to be prom queen right exactly it's a it's a race to the popularity finish line what i will say about this movie is that we had popular kids in our in our school yeah that's that's probably always going to be a thing yeah right but it wasn't like this like i said this is a movie is a caricature of a character that spawned a character of that movie, not another team movie. Because it basically took right. this whole movie and did like a parody of it and didn't have to, to venture very hard. Yeah. But it's basically this poor woman, Lainey, in, in the She's All That, she's told she's ugly all the time. It's kind of funny. The actress like walks around like a hunched over because she's a, a beautiful woman. Yes. But that, don't they give her like a unibrow and glasses? Uh-huh. And that's why she's not pretty. Yeah, exactly. She's But she's an artist. And that's that's yes. what both of these have in common. Both of these movies have in common. He is also an artist. She's a painter. And she's like a dark painter. And she's in art class one day. And these two girls come up to her. And you, I think I was thinking, oh, they're going to be friends with her. They basically tell her she should kill herself. Oh, So everybody's mean to her. In like an aggressively, the writing is too on the nose. You know, it's like, right. you, you should just, if you want to be a famous artist, you just kill yourself. And like, oh my God. they're like, what? You're like, they're like, you're poor. Your dad's a pool guy. You should kill yourself. It's bullying. It's mean, mean bullying. It's absolute bullying. But he's all that. He's a um, photographer. Oh, okay. He's nerdy, but he's more like like long hair. Uh, I don't know. They, they try to ug him up, but he's also a very beautiful boy. You know, <laughs> the quote unquote losers are artists, but they also... They don't give a shit what people think. You know, that's the other thing right, they have. Right, which I like. I like that aspect of it is that they're not like, they're not want to be popular kids. Exactly. I truly like, was like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to be an artist. I, I, I don't let, I don't do things just because people tell me. So I, I remember relating to that a little bit for She's All That. But both of them, their mothers passed away. So that's another 
similarity. And then as the other are giving them the makeover, you know, their, their counterpart in he's all that. She is an influencer who specializes in makeovers. Can you believe it? And she well, also, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets broken up with as well from one of her influencer boyfriends. And then is a bet ensues as well that she can't transform a unpopular classmate into prom queen. It's the same, same situation. But of course, right. in both of these situations, they fall in love with each other. Each one of the characters that are transforming, like the popular kids, all have like a hidden thing. The girl, she's actually poor, you know, and the influencer girl, the influencer girl. She's so she's hiding the fact she like pretends she's in like a big condo, but she lives with her mom and she's trying to make money for college. And then Zach, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. is got great grades. He's like, there was a point in she's all that where because she doesn't know why he's approaching her. She's like, go away. I am not smart. I cannot, you know, study with you. I cannot help you. This is and he's like. I have like the highest GPA in the class. No, his problem is that, and it's such a manufactured like issue, but like uh-huh. he's, he's accepted to all the Ivy leagues, Harvard, you know, every, everywhere. And you're, he's going through the papers, but his daddy wants him to go to Dartmouth and he doesn't want to go to Dartmouth. He says, and then they have like, a Oh whole, my God, that's his problem. That in is the his movie? problem that's in his, the movie. That's his major conflict, huh? Other than getting dumped for a reality TV star. Yeah. And I don't want to talk any shiz on the adorable big cutie lipped uh freddie prince jr but my goodness ay 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 i would say both i i'm gonna say it guys i please forgive me but both him and rachel lee cook kind of cardboardy cardboard acting yeah. it's not a lot going on yeah just pretty just pretty people there's a point where he's trying to cry and he looks just constipated and his eyes start watering and anyways <laughs> i just watched it again last night to refresh myself but any any whoosie whatsy it was it's still in it was so enjoyable back in the day mm-hmm. i will say i kind of enjoyed he's all that i mean both of them have horrible reviews right right but i enjoyed it a little bit more because well both of them have dance sequences which i love i love synchronized dancing so yes please and thank you you yeah okay so in both cases of course they find out that wait this isn't real it's actually a bet well it's over oh forget of course, yeah. about it and then, of course, they get back together. And in He's All That, oh, one of the other nerdy, I guess, nerdy things or working class things where it makes him a loser, he um, takes care of horses in the morning before school. That's so hot. I think it's beautiful. I mean, like, good for him, you know? Like, have some freak. It is okay to be what you want, people. And I know anyone listening knows that probably, but. Right. But, oh, my gosh, how is that a bad thing? Like, he's like a sexy, like, ranch hand in the mornings before school. Well, exactly. <laughs> but at yeah. the end, when he goes to, um, for Pat. She's like, I'm sorry, I had to lose him to find out that I loved him. And she texts, he texts her. He's like, great speech. She's like, did you see the live stream? This is after she won the prom queen. And he's like, no, you know, my phone's shitty. I didn't see the live. So he was there and he's like, come outside. And he comes galloping up on a white steed, my friends. A white steed. So that's how that ends. Wow. So he literally is like a a knight in shining armor on a horse. So serious rom-com tropes <laughs> yeah, happening here. Yeah. So How yeah. was Addison Ray, right? Because isn't she just a TikTok influencer, but she was the star of the movie? You know, I think she's just as good as Rachel Lee Cook was. All right, there you go. I actually didn't watch The He's All That. I meant to, but I read about it. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we do this? Let's listen to the trailer for He's All That right now. Because okay, cool. this will give you an idea. From the director of Mean Girls, by the way. And action. Oh. We're live here. And surprise, we're on the set of my boyfriend's brand new music video. Jordan! 
What are you doing? Okay, let's not freak out. What are you doing to me? We're over, okay? Paget! What? You're still alive. Oh, shit! Breakups are hard. I was humiliated. You're going viral in the wrong way. It will get better. Makeovers are my thing. When I first met him, he was 120 pounds of bad hair. Why don't you just make another Jordan? I will create the next prom king. You make it sound so easy. You don't think I can do it? No, but I do think it'll be fun watching you try. A bet? Oh. I'm in. Just so you don't make it too easy on yourself, we'll pick the guy. Hell yeah, that's right. What about him, Cameron? Queller, I think. He is a total disaster. Weird. Antisocial. I don't want to stare at your underwear while I eat, dirt bags. <laughs> Oh. Great. <laughs> Cameron, hey. I was hoping I could take a writing lesson this morning. And I figured since you and I are friends. Uh, friends? In the sense that we go to school together. Kind of a loose definition, don't you think? <laughs> Not bad. You really can't enjoy this without sharing it with like 500 strangers. Just capturing the moment. Oh, I like it. Disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they go to a great Gatsby party. Who's the new guy? Oh. A little scruffy, but cute. Just wait until I'm done with his makeover. He's definitely not what I expected. There's more to you than what you let everyone see. And what if I like it that way? You're falling for our little project. Things aren't always the way they seem. So I was a bet. You can all go to hell. I really screwed up, Mom. It's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. Oh, by the way, Rachel Lee Cook is the mom. Oh! Things with Paget may have gotten a little more complicated than I thought. So cute. I like they use the same song. I know. And then now, let's do the She's All That just to get a little... Yeah, let's get into it. Zach Seiler had it all. How's it going, man? President of his class, captain of the team, and dating the most popular girl in school until she went on spring break. So I've been dancing for maybe five minutes, right? And that's when it happened. I'm back on team! Rock is from the real world. Like the TV show, okay? But they kicked him out of the house. My condolences go out to Zach, who got, got dissed and, and dismissed by his magically delicious girlfriend. In order to save his reputation, he's taken on an impossible bet. I'll pick the girl. And you got six weeks to turn her into the prom queen. Gentlemen, we have a winner. Hey! You call off the bet, you lose. I don't lose. So, Lanny, listen. I was wondering if maybe you'd want to... Embarrass me horribly in front of all these people. So uh, who's the lucky rebound girl? She kind of blew me off. I like her already. Was this some kind of new dork outreach program? Find out where she hangs out, what she does for fun. <laughs> Don't tell me you guys are on a date. No, we're just friends. I feel just like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman, you know, except for that whole hooker thing. To everyone here who matters, you're vapor. I forgot why I avoided places like this and people like you. <laughs> am I a bet? Am I a stupid bet? This is one contest you're gonna lose. It's going down, man. That's when they dance in unison. The funk soul brother. Jesse, am I kissable? But now, he's about to realize that she's a whole lot more than he bargained for. She doesn't like her million-dollar makeover or her overnight popularity. What is it? That's, that's not the point, man. I cared about her. So kiss me. <laughs> the difference in the end, or she's all that. Freddie Prince Jr. doesn't end up going to the prom with his ex-girlfriend because she's like, you're going with me. Like, you're going with me. She's such a 
horrible. I mean, she, she's written this way, but she's such a horrible person. Then Lainey was like, I'm not going to go. And then the best friend, I guess, of uh, Zach shows up and that's played by Paul Walker. Oh. Yeah, Paul Walker's in this and he he shows up because he's like, I'm basically gonna bone your girlfriend. Oh, I forgot that twist. So he's like, I'm gonna steal. Okay, let me just back up a second. They're playing soccer because of course, Zach is like a, a soccer star. Star. And so is Paul Walker's character, Dean. And they're all playing and, and Zach misses the shot. And back in the locker room, they're like, oh man, what's wrong with you, man? Like, where's your head? Get it in the game. And Dean's like, you know what? You just need to blow your load, man. It's like your brain is cloudy from you haven't had any action. And then he's like, yeah, I think you should try and do Lainey. And he's like, well, if you're not, I'm going to. Unbeknownst to Lainey, Lainey's like, oh, he's here. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll get ready. So she goes to the prom with Dean because she got in a tiff. You know, it was over. She found out about the butt. And in the bathroom, one of her best friends, which is just such a weird side character, he's in the bathroom apparently taking a shit while... Dean's character's like, yeah, I got this hotel room, 309, baby. He's gonna right. basically try to rape her. And in the end, guys, don't worry. She keeps a foghorn in her purse, so she made him deaf. She got away, <laughs> thank God. But like, hello. just They just like kind of bounced, lightly bounced over like attempted assault. As long as you got a foghorn in your purse, you'll be safe. I mean, Yikes. Jesus. I actually, my question to you is, did you guys have like royalty, prom royalty? I feel like there was homecoming court, but I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember there being a prom king or queen in my high school. We had it, but I don't remember anyone campaigning for it because that was something that happens in this movie too. Is like they're, camp- well, Lainey's character is not because she gets nominated. Somebody nominates her. It's like a big deal. Oh my God. This like, you know, it's actually happening. It's working. The makeover's working, people. But the <laughs> other girl, Taylor, who's like, my mother was a prom queen in 1971. My cousin was. My sister should have been before she got arrested. <laughs> so I am a, I'm in a long line of prom queens. And she's like, handing out lattes at school to get people to vote for her to prom prom. I don't know. I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember it. I mean, I don't think we had it, but I know like homecoming, they, you know, like people would be nominated for that and then you'd vote for it. Yeah. But I don't remember campaigning. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a movie. It's a movie thing. And then I feel like it can't, it probably nowadays, hopefully it doesn't really happen because it's all about popularity and. And like making other people, I don't know, feel less than or something. It's interesting. It's yeah, it's that whole idea is like, why do you need to pick just one guy and one girl to be like, you're the winners of high school, you know? Like, right. <laughs> That's you know, like, right. It's so obnoxious, yeah. I'm reading this parenting book right now, but it's more, it, it's all the way up to parenting your teenagers or whatever. But basically, our kids don't have, we're not fully formed in our brains until like 20 two or something like that yeah i think your brain is developing and isn't completely formed until i think it's 25 yeah you're right it's 25 the the book i'm reading is called the whole brain child it's very fascinating but i just think about like we talk about this sometimes because we've definitely done some teenage movies because there's those rom-coms are great but how everything feels so Mm -hmm. important and and like dire in these moments and you just think if this person doesn't like me or or it's the end of my world or yeah life is over it's so intense and I just I feel so grateful to not be in those you know I'm not luckily by the time you get into mid-college you're like kind of getting out of that like such intense motions yeah where everything feels like life or death and every like slight hurts you know like like physical pain. Yes. And every like victory and is rejection. Than any drug you'll ever take as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, reje- and rejection is 
is the worst thing that can happen to you. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And it's just like the the general, I mean, just the general amount of like hormones going on in high school aged people is it's it is off the charts it's mm-hmm. known that's a known fact but when you're living it you can't see that you can't oh, no. step outside i always think sometimes like if i could go back and experience one day <laughs> in yes. high school as avrin but like with my current like self-possession yeah. how interesting that would be to like experience one day of that without any of the bullshit that was always there yes those voices talking course, to you telling you yes. you're a piece of shit today or you're not cool or yeah. you're yeah it's just it's yeah it's high school man i'm so glad there was no social media oh my god me too so there you have it yeah the, thank you so much and maybe i will check out he's all that and if i feel like torturing my husband i'll be like we're watching um <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my crime for next week. I'll be like, I forced him to watch She's All That and um, we're getting divorced now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I decided since you kind of mashed up or covered two movies, I'm not going to mash up two crimes, but I thought I would owe our listeners, you know, a double feature as well. And so the uh, the first crime story I'm going to tell you about, it's, it's a much, you know, less fleshed out. It's kind of happening in real time and it involves a tiktok influencer so obviously that's how i tied it into all that so over in um england there is a 22 year old tiktok star named mahek bukhari and she's like an influencer known for fashion um kind of like modeling clothes and stuff like that and uh she and her 45 year old mother have been arrested on murder charges uh-oh. After they allegedly chased down and ran two men off of the road, resulting in a fatal car crash. So uh, this is per a report from the BBC. Bukhari and her mother, um, Ansreen Bukhari, and then a, I guess a friend, 21-year-old Natasha Akhtar, they were arrested in connection with the deaths of two 21-year-olds, Saqib Hussein and Mohammed um, Ijazuddin. Um, and the incident happened... Uh, in Leicestershire, sorry, I'm butchering these names, in Leicestershire during the early hours of February 11th of 2022. So just a couple of months ago. Wow. Um, and the three women were allegedly responsible for, like, they chased these guys in their car at such high speeds and are being charged with murder because the they cr- the car crashed and they they both died. Oh my both God. of these young men died. Um, as I mentioned, she's predominantly a uh, fashion blogger. She has over 120,000 followers, and uh, when she and her mom appeared in court, the judge was like, are you aware that you're being charged with murder and the severity of these? And they were like, we are. We understand. They pled not guilty in that uh, hearing, I guess is what you'd call it. It's not the trial. The trial doesn't start until September. Basically, there were two other gentlemen, um, a 21-year-old named Race Jamal and a 28-year-old named Rikan Karwan, who were also arrested in connection. So there were three different cars. But no reporting has been done to, like, suggest how these two guys that were also arrested Hmm. were responsible for the crash. Um, The British tabloid The Daily Mail mentioned in an article that Bakari had said she had beef with other influencers. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, according to... Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at that because somebody died. I know. According to Ijazuddin's father, his son had agreed to drive his cousin, Hussein, to see a friend. So like he had picked up his cousin. They'd gone to Leicestershire to visit a friend when this fatal car crash 
happened. Um, it's not clear who they were going to see. And perhaps maybe they were because neither one of them appear to be TikTok influencers. But maybe the friend they were going to see is someone that she had beef with. Oh. There's very little information. But this TikTok star and her mom are basically like awaiting murder. They've, they've been charged. They've pled not guilty. And they will go to trial on September 26th. And so I do promise to follow up on this. Wow. Once there are more details and once the trial is underway and we know exactly what's going on. Um, but I just, of course, when I was trying to find crimes, I was like, TikTok murder, you know. Um, yeah. There was also another TikTok star in San Diego who's been charged with murdering his wife and her friend. Addison Ray. apparently, people thought she was dead, actually, for a couple of days because she didn't go on social media and there was like a hoax going Wait, on the internet serious? that she had drowned. Yeah. I, <gasps> so I stumbled upon a couple of interesting things. So that's crime number uno but then our big story that i wanted to tie into these movies and kind of what we were just talking about with like high school prom feelings all right so it was friday april 25th of 2014 at jonathan law high school in milford connecticut the school day had just begun and there was excitement in the air because prom was that evening and the hallways were buzzing with giddy anticipation then at 7.15 a.m., a scream cut through the high school chatter. Students were ushered into classrooms and told to stay where they were. And then a few teachers ran towards where the scream had come from. And they found 16-year-old Marin Sanchez lying on the ground, bleeding from several stab wounds to her neck, chest, and face. Her killer oh. still straddling her body, attacking her. The teachers wrestled him off of her. And one of them then proceeded to try to, you know, perform like CPR, help her out. Um, and the 16-year-old boy who had been wrestled off of her was Christopher Plaskin. And he was the boy whose prom invitation Marin had politely declined because Marin had a boyfriend and she was going to go to prom with him. Teachers and school security took Plaskin to the principal's office. Police and paramedics arrived on the scene but attempts to revive Marin were futile, and she was pronounced dead when the ambulance arrived at the hospital. So in the principal's office, Christopher Plaskin calmly told police, I did it, just arrest me. And he was taken into custody. So there would be no prom that night. Instead, Marin's boyfriend, Jared Butts, and her classmates put on their gowns and tuxedos. And this was something that in the articles that I read, um, and I can maybe link to those in the description of this episode so you can check them out if you want more information. But so they all put on their tuxes and dresses and then he actually carried the dress that Marin was supposed to wear that night to prom with him. Oh my God. Um, and she was so excited. She had actually been named prom queen. Oh um, my God. And so he carried Marin's teal prom dress with him. And instead of going to prom, friends and classmates held a memorial service on Walnut Beach um, at some point, someone in the crowd um, instructed everyone to shout out two words that came to mind when thinking about Marin. And people, um, you know, yelled out best friend and wonderful smile and, you know, wonderful, kind, beautiful thoughts. They then released 20 purple balloons. Purple was Marin's favorite color into the sky. Christopher Plaskin ends up pleading no contest to this um, and is sentenced to 25 years. He was technically it was tried in an adult court. Not, you know, he was 16, but he was tried as an adult. He pled no contest, which means you accept guilt without actually admitting guilt. Uh, he's sentenced to 25 years, but is the po he's, he could be paroled in as few as 13 years for this crime. And so the real question is, how did this happen? Yeah. 
in a high school hall, like stairwell. So Marin was a well-loved student at Jonathan Law High School. She was class president. She was manager of the swim and softball teams and a member of the drama club and choir. Uh, as I mentioned, she had actually been chosen as prom queen. Um, she was working on a school production of Little Shop of Horrors, which I just wanted to mention because we actually did that as one of our movies. And she was the puppet master of Audrey too. What? That's amazing. Yeah. And she was just like a really involved, like popular, fun, sweet girl who clearly had like a lot going for her. She, you know, she's class president, lots of sports stuff, drama. She had a beautiful singing voice, according to a lot of, you know, friends and faculty. Um, and Christopher Plaskin was known as the class clown. The two of them had actually had a brief romance in middle school, and nobody really knows why it didn't work out, but it's middle school. So yeah. I feel like that's all you need to know. Middle school romances don't usually last, but they did remain friends. Like, they continued to be friends. Marin uh, uh, moved on from their, you know, brief romance, but I guess Christopher was never able to let that go. So mm. even though they were friends, he always harbored feelings for her, which he did admit to a couple of his close friends. And while Christopher was known as a jokester and a class clown, it was clear that he was struggling with some mental health issues. In fact, in November of 2013, so the previous year, Marin herself went to the high school guidance counselor to say that she was worried about her friend Christopher because he was saying things like he was threatening to commit suicide or acts of serious self-harm by cutting himself with a knife. So she actually oh. went to the school and said, like, I'm worried about him. There's something going on. Um, but the guidance counselor failed to take these concerns seriously or, you know, broach this topic with other school officials or maybe reach out oh, to the parents or God. like, you know, do guidance counselor jobs. There was a lawsuit um, filed by Marin's family against the school because obviously it was known that there was this boy was troubled. Um, Christopher did struggle with mental health issues. He had been diagnosed with ADHD and he was heavily medicated for it. Um, and he was also slowing, uh, he was showing signs of depression, you know, slowly starting to withdraw from friends and activities he'd once enjoyed. His freshman year of high school, he played on the football team with Marin's boyfriend, Jared, and they were all buddies. But then sophomore year, he quit the team and he just stopped hanging out with these guys. Um, in the weeks leading up to Marin's murder, Christopher's parents had noticed that he seemed, quote, bothered by the fact that he was turned down by a girl to attend the high school prom, but they could never have imagined that this was going to be the outcome of it. So even though Christopher obviously had some issues that his classmates were aware of, the, the idea that he could ever be violent, let alone violent in this way, like to stab her to death, yeah. they still could hardly believe after, you know, even after it happened. He was a nice, sweet kid. But this was something that a student said, and I just wanted to... So, but according to all of them, prom of the students, prom was a big deal at law high school and it was a big deal if you didn't have a ba a date quote it's just really embarrassing a classmate said okay so i felt like the reason that this was a crime that tied into that is what we were talking about before right is just this this idea of rejection and mm. oh, what's the other words for it? not just rejection but also just like the way that people feel about how they're seen. I think we've talked about talked about it before, like toxic masculinity, yes. and you know how that can affect how men react to things like mm -hmm. rejection, mm -hmm. and how it makes them it can make them violent. Uh, but it's interesting because I read a couple of articles. So as researchers researchers have dug deeper into the roots of rejection, so they found surprising evidence that the pain of being excluded is not so different from the pain of physical injury. 
Rejection also has serious implications for an individual's psychological state and for society in general. Social rejection can influence emotion, cognition, and even physical health. Ostracized people sometimes become aggressive and can turn violent. In fact, a study in 2003 by Leary and colleagues uh, analyzed 15 different cases of school shooters and found that all but two of them suffered from severe social rejection. Uh, so obviously there's a need to be, you know, looking at the effect of that on yes. their minds specifically. And then also just, you know, the way that like men are told to like be tough rather than just feel like he could feel bad and yeah. embarrassed and be that sad. The, girl he, the girl he liked had a boyfriend because, you know, she didn't, she didn't reject him, no. you know, just to reject him. She was seeing somebody and every, I mean, that was like a known fact. So him asking her was also you yeah. know, like setting himself up to be rejected. And it just, I just feel like the, the way that the teenage mind works is so, mm. it's, it's just, it's such a hard place to exist, you know? Yeah. And so obviously this, this school guidance counselor needs needed to go but also how does he get a knife in school yeah i don't know i mean, I mean they don't have connecticut connecticut is the state where sandy hook happened yeah. like why doesn't every school have metal detectors which yeah. would detect a knife you know That's like true. how does the failure of like protecting kids in this clearly you know petri dish of of emotions that can be that can turn violent i mean school shootings happen so often now it's like not even i know it's uncommon. terrifying to have yeah. and so I just thought these movies, you know, that definitely like play lean heavy into like the importance of popularity mm -hmm. um, that in a way those those kinds of movies can be dangerous. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, the difference. And I did between... like the fact that the kids didn't care about being popular yeah. in the films like that helps. But it's like to put it out there that being, you know the prom queen or the prom king or having some popular kids swoop in and give you a social life Yeah, as being like this romantic idea. I was like, that's just patently a, a bad narrative. Well, definitely there's a difference from the 1999 She's All That movie where that is more of a, it almost seemed like, like, like they were making fun of it, but they weren't because in that era, right. people were like, but the one that happened now, you know, the influencers, everybody's just like, I roll, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit less, it's less cool to be, I mean, there are people still who obviously want to do it, but they're just not, they're not peddling that in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, and I do hope, I feel like we're moving the younger people, you know, younger generations are moving away from, so much of like the like heteronormative yeah is that right like yeah. the, the the things that created toxic masculinity yes. like a lot of that they're shifting away from that and they're more fluid in terms of how they feel about things like sexuality and gender and all of those things and that's so wonderful and hopefully as that continues to be the trend we will see less violence Absolutely. In, like this um but it is one of those things that i just feel like if we're going to learn a lesson from this week's you know right like trying to put these things together as, you know, like the le the things that we teach kids through movies, which all young people love movies, right? We all love movies. People yeah. love movies. And so to put out there, you know, the importance of things like popularity and acceptance yeah. and, you know, it's like you have to, it's a slippery slope and it's just a matter of letting people know that everyone has value. Absolutely. And if, even if you're like the photographer ranch hand, <laughs> or the artist whose dad is a pool guy, which I don't know how that has. I mean, they had a pool. Like They're she cool. Is. She should be yeah. inviting people over. To, they had a pool. No, I agree with you a hundred percent. And but I'm also I'm very fascinated w what 
toxic masculinity does to this world. And I really, I'm not sure, you know, I, I haven't done all that much, but research, but I really am interested because I feel like hating women is like going to make our world implode, explode. You know, it's just like the yeah. worst thing. And it is rooted a lot in that toxic masculinity. And so I think it's really fascinating to hear, um, how the research that you just told us. I also was listening to NPR a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about some congressman or somebody, a senator who wanted to get rid of any social emotional learning in the classrooms. Right, which is like, what are you talking but about? But that is only going to make people, kids, anyone who's, it just, it, it's going to make you go inside and not be able to have any emotions and that creates that toxicness and people right, are going that to creates that react, pressure cooker, yeah. you know, and some people will not will not be able to keep that stuff in I and just, it can come out violently. And it is interesting too. And I read so many different articles about rejection and toxic masculinity. And one thing that's that I thought was interesting is that they said that that what we're seeing with some of these, you know, teenagers committing acts of violence because of romantic rejection, whether or not it be a breakup or in this case like a turn down prom invitation yeah. uh, is actually more specific than just toxic masculinity. It's toxic American masculinity. Oh. It's very specific to the way that the boys in this country, in this culture are taught Oof. how to be. Man. And so I was just like, oh man, there's there's so much work to be done. Uh, and it starts, like, I mean, clearly it starts at home, but yeah. it also definitely has to be a big part of school. Well, that's what I think I learned today. What I learned is that I think there, and I'm sure there, I have to hope to believe that they're working on it, but there has to be some um, call out system between, you know, counselors and, and staff and, and everyone needs to know, like, any red flags and, and it may yeah. not, may not be necessarily in the schools. Cause you know, we just had that one shooting, but that the guy was also disturbed and it's like, I don't know how we get ahead of this, like yeah. mass killings or this was just one girl, but still it's like, if there's any signs this, and I don't want to like take away any bush freedom, but like if you seem disturbed or troubled or need help, there's gotta be a better way to like, you know, watch someone's behavior, but also maybe try to give them social emotional help or yeah, absolutely you know. like encourage them to share their feelings. And I don't know how so you that, do that. You know, I don't know how you do yeah. that. But in school, if they're in school, you have a little more control and power and like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, like get all the teachers together. I mean, God, I would not want to be a teacher right now. Dear Lord, you guys, thank yeah. you for teaching our children. Yes, oh my God. Thank you teachers. Well, and I think especially in the case of you know, Marin Sanchez and Christopher Plaskin, like it should have been more known. Like she knew something was wrong yeah. with her friend. And she was too nice. Honestly, you could, I could tell she's like that nice person who was friends with somebody who was probably freaking her out a little bit. Obviously they were hurting themselves. Yeah. And, and, you know, and she did try to get help for him and it was just nothing rejected. was done, yeah. you know? And so it's just like, it's just, it's a massive failure on the part of that school. Um, also, you know, to a degree, uh, you know, like parents at home, like how did, why was he carrying knives around? And I mean, I don't know if moms and I don't have kids, so I'm not allowed to judge parenting. But like, yeah. you know, do you never look like inside your kid's backpack and see that they're. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know if it was my kid. I'd be like, I'd be like, what? I'd also be like, I trust you with a knife. Right. You but know what I mean? School. Like, I don't think of a knife as not at school. Well, definitely not at school. But I just don't think of, you know, I just don't think of it. But but I would hope that I would be able to see some signs in my child that is some disturbing qualities, but you just don't know. I mean, like... Right, yeah. 
That's tough. Uh, the yeah. other thing I learned, Av, is that don't yes. don't do bets to make over people, people. <laughs> no. Don't don't basically go behind an unknowing person's back. Be like, they're a loser. Let's make them a winner. And then play with their emotions. Make them think we like them when we're really just trying to win a bet. Like, basically, don't be a shit human. Yeah. That's what I learned. Don't be a shit human. Yeah, yeah. Don't be like Taylor from the first one. I don't know who the shit human was in the second one, but don't be like that person. Don't be like Dean in the first one who's a rapist. So don't Definitely rape. don't be like Dean. No no date raping, no raping. I mean, the crazy thing, it was so blatant, too, in the movie. Anyways, yeah. it's not even like we're going to get her um, tipsy and then take advantage. It's like, I am no, taking I'm just gonna her to just going to trap her in a hotel yes. room. It's terrifying. But that was kind of known. Like, I remember people getting hotel rooms on prom and things like that. My par- oh, sure. My parents were like, hail to the nana. But yeah, right. still. No, thank you. Yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah. this was a fascinating, um, you know, dive into, because I think the idea of, you know, violence in schools is definitely on the top of my mind a lot because I'm worried because yeah. I have children in schools. And But anyways, besides that, it, it this um, rom-com, these rom-coms were sort of enjoyable. <laughs> I like any sexy moments, you know, so give me more of those. Oh, good. But yeah, they're, they're, they're really, cha- yeah. They're, they're only sexy moment they provided and in, in She's All That is attempted a prom night Which rape. is not So don't sexy. fix that in the movies, guys. Yeah, fix but, that but um, Paget and Tanner, the guy, they get to kiss, which is kind of nice. Oh, good. Yeah, they have a cute a moment. smooch action. Yeah. Awesome. Well, gosh Well, thank you guys it. for listening. I love yeah, y'all. We, um, we'll see you next Tuesday yeah. with an all-new episode. Woo! All right. Bye. 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 Long cry.